Hey, this is Mike from 424 Recording reminding you to help keep this podcast mattress ad-free by supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash 424recording. Now you can watch full video episodes of the podcast only on Patreon. The following podcast contains explicit language. Hello and welcome to Analog Thoughts in a Digital World, a podcast from 424 Recording about creativity and the pursuit of the artistic life. My co-host this season is Jason from Painted Blonde Tapes. Every other week we're asking questions about creativity and discussing our answers. We're also making recommendations at the end of each episode about anything we're listening to, reading, watching, etc. If you want to see full video episodes of the podcast, become a patron at patreon.com slash 424recording. So Jason, uh, we've talked a little bit about this in the past, but would you ever play a show again? Because I know you had one recently, and it kind of took you by, it took you off guard a little bit. Yeah, um, well, I mean, like talking specifically about the recent one, I ended up like basically having laryngitis two or three days before the show, and it was sort of a disaster. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and like I don't know, like I feel like one of the reasons that. <clears throat> I hadn't really played music in so long was, you know, possibly because I was just kind of bored of playing shows, like kind of bored of like staying out late and um, and having to get up early because um, at the time I worked like a pretty early morning job at a coffee shop. And so yeah. like it just kind of like got old as, you know, like I started to approach 30 years old. <laughs> Like I just was kind of absolutely, like, you know, like that that part of that, and then like I had a kid, and so I just slowly sort of transitioned out of it. But at the same time, it was it was a lot of fun to be up on stage and and playing again. So, I, it's I feel like the live show is a double edged sword. <laughs> like I mean, because right. like I like Elsa, my, the um, my friend that plays drums with me, like we tend to like practice a lot for it and so it's a lot you know it's a big time commitment um i think it kind of depends on the circumstances um uh like you know if it's a kind of special occasion or something i think for sure but i don't think i'm going to jump in um my my dad van and uh go road tripping anytime soon uh for weeks on end or anything like that um i don't know how about you like what do you think uh, do you want to play any any be cool cowboy shows? Uh, I mean, Jay and I have talked about it off and on, and it's kind of the same exact thing between working and also just the time commitment. And then, I mean, you know, Jay is I think I think he's a few years older than me, so maybe he's like thirty seven, thirty eight, and I'm gonna be I'm thirty four, so it's like. I feel like, yeah, exactly. I think you hit it on the head, man. Like, once you hit, like, a certain age, it's definitely a younger person's game. Yeah. And also, just, like, responsibilities. It's, like, I feel like unless you're, like, a trust fund kid from New York City or something, <laughs> and you are you have, like, your mom's checkbook and your mom's PayPal, like, you know, I don't, I don't really feel like there's any way you can, like, plausibly decide to go on tour unless your life is set up to just be touring all the time. Yeah, because absolutely. Going on tour and playing shows, I mean, well, one, sh- one show's here and there is, isn't a big deal, but, like, touring in general is, like, Jay always says, it's like, you're signing up to be poor for however long you're doing it because, you know, especially if you're living paycheck to paycheck or you don't have, like, a lot of money coming in each each week or whatever, you know, you have to either have to save up or you're always going to be behind the eight ball, like trying to make money to, to make it make sense. And you always come back in the red. I've never gone on a tour or been in band where, 
we were really making much money, you know, like, yeah, I mean, I, I, sorry, I didn't mean, to oh, I was just, I don't know. I was like, it's just from like a monetary standpoint. I don't think it makes any sense. I hate to be like cynical about it, but yeah, I don't, I don't really think it makes any sense to do in general just because like I said, unless you have like infinite funds somehow and your parents or your mommy pays for everything, <laughs> Which I know some people who that's how they roll. My mom doesn't uh, pay for anything anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Such a bummer. <laughs> yeah. Like, mom, I know. come on. But like yeah, yeah I don't know. Like I had these, you know, these grand visions when I was like twenty two or twenty three, like of how it might be. And I just it's something that I never ended up getting to do. I never got to go on like even like a week long tour or anything. Yeah. Um I, I mean, think it's a really romantic yeah. ideal though too, you know? It's like I think the thing I realized the most about it was I always wanted to do it because I thought it was a way to promote your band or your music, and it is, but I think there's better ways of doing it, and I think one of the most exciting parts about touring is traveling, and if you have a family, if you have a significant other, like, it's almost more fun just to travel and not have to worry about playing a show somewhere every night. Absolutely. Uh, And that's what I realized about me, is, like, I have so much fun just traveling with Beck, like, that's what it's all about. You know, like I'd rather I like for me, part of the adventure element of it, I think, is really romantic. And, I, I you know, it's fun being on the road. But it's for me, I think it's just more about traveling in general. Like my my desire to tour is more wrapped in like a, you know, ex- experience slash like travel thing. Very cool. But I mean, as far as like one off shows, like I probably wouldn't uh, mainly just because of the time thing, like at night. Uh, I just don't want to stay out that late anymore. I'd much yeah, rather. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge thing for me. And, like, if I only play, like, maybe, like, two or three shows a year, like, I put, like, a lot of, like, I you know, like, I put a lot into it, and then if it, like, doesn't go right, or if I end up with laryngitis, like, I'm, like, super bummed about it, you know? It's like... Yeah. Um, so to Well, I think shows in general are, like, very hit or miss, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like it's like it's like a lot of things in life, you know, you you keep doing it because once in a while it really hits and it's amazing. It's like one of the best feelings and best things in the world, you know, to do, but like a lot of things I feel like it's it's, you know, it's like a bad 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 and then you have a really great one and it makes you realize like, oh, well it's worth doing all this like other stuff for it, but I think in general, not to be cynical or sound like an old person, but it's younger. It's a younger person's game, like straight up. Oh, it totally whole, is. I everything mean, like about that... it is just unless you're like an established act and like yeah. making thousands of dollars or hundreds of dollars per show, at least breaking even. Um, I don't. I don't really think it's worth it. Yeah, uh, I mean, I gotta say, like walking into you know a small uh, art pop-up shop place and playing a set I felt a little awkward <laughs> playing with like these you know like I don't know 20 something year olds and yeah you know I mean that's not to say like I think if you know if somehow I could tour via the channel and via like people if people were hitting me up that were you know fans of what I was doing and like hey can you do you want to come play my house do you want to come play this venue in my town like that could be, I think that could be really fun because like seeing friends and seeing fans and meeting other people and that stuff is really fun. It's a really fun element of it. But I mean, I'm not like ruling that out if that's ever a thing. Like I would love to do like a week long thing once a year, you know, if it, if it ever made sense. But so if the and, listeners and right now, if they, <laughs> if we get this going right now, <laughs> Be Cool Cowboy Tour eh, 2020, 
2020. We'll give you some time to plan. It's, yeah. We're going to do a 10-date tour. I've got you covered in Madison. <laughs> okay. I'll either book, book a venue or you can play in my basement. I'm down with either one, man. I think <laughs> at the end of the day, I think a good segue into the next part of this conversation is like, as long as we make a video of it, I think that would be awesome. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, like, and this is something that you've been doing a lot, like, recently um, with Brian and from uh, uh, Yellow Rainbow, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm saying that right? Okay. And, like, you've been doing a lot of live streaming, and um, you also threw up a video of uh, what you and Jay have been kind of doing uh, together. And, like, is that, like, the best course of action now is to, like, either do a live stream on one of the social media platforms, probably preferably YouTube if you've got the the followers um, and can do it, or or just, like, make a live, like, in-studio video or even a music video, I think, you know, is, like, is is a good way to, like, obviously promote yourself and get, get stuff out there. Definitely. I, I think because I've seen, like, the biggest gains ever in the past two years of doing the channel, you know, in terms of like people even enjoying my stuff, people buying it, people getting a tape, people you know supporting what I'm doing, interested in what I'm doing, uh, and that's a perfect example. Like with Jay, the video we did, you know, I don't know, it has like 300 views or something. Which potentially, if that's 300 different people, like I don't know. I mean, you could play I will a show. Say that I watched it. I watched it like 75 times myself. Okay, so, so 225. So let's say like yeah, 225, and there's probably some people that watched it twice. I watched it a couple of times. So we'll say even if 100 people. I know. People yeah, saw that's. It. I mean, like, like I've, I've never played a show to 100 people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's not the same thing, but the fact that like people are engaging with it, people are watching it, like you can't. I feel like you could play a whole 10 date tour and not play to a hundred people the whole time. So absolutely. You know, I, I think it's, I think you're better off showing people what you know online. I think that's where everybody is now. Everybody's online all the time, seemingly with phones. Yeah. Um, and then showing people what you know, alongside of, of, you know, you know, Brian's a great example with yellow rainbow. Like he was asking me like, Oh, I really want to play shows again. I really want to collaborate with people. I really want to like commit to doing music once a week, do like a practice. And I was like, dude, why don't you start a channel, you know? And through yeah. the channel, he's been playing with me. We've been streaming. He's been playing with Schizo. Um, I think he has a couple other people looking to collaborate with him. And it hits all the points. And we were saying yeah. that. It was like, we could play in New York City. I could meet him somewhere and we could do that ambient thing somewhere. But it's just, I feel like it's a lot more fun just to hang out with him because we, we want to hang out more as, as, like, just friends. And then we don't have to lug all our shit around, like, New yeah, York City subway like system. such <laughs> a, like, relaxed, like, environment to be in. And, yeah, um, we control the sound, you know. We can, yeah. rec- we're recording it. Um, and it's, you know, we're playing live to 12 to 20 people who are actually, f- you know, friends through the channel, fans of the channel that actually want to see what we're doing. Like, yeah, because that's the whole other point. You could play to 20 people, but maybe half of those or a half of a person there, 0.5 of a person might be interested in what you're doing. And the other 19 could give a shit, you know, and it's it's just I'm not I feel like it's very cynical, but I just feel like it's the reality. At least, you know, my reality was always, you know, I remember doing one tour and uh, we went all the way to California and uh, I think we sold like a couple CDs and. You know, we were out in like Olympia or something, and this guy 
was like, oh, he seemed like he was really into the band. He really understood what we were doing. And he was like, yeah, I can't, I, I can't afford to buy a CD, but, but it was just crazy. Like we, we traveled the, across the entire country <laughs> to basically find this one guy who enjoyed what we were doing, didn't have a, a way to support us. And, you know, that was kind of the whole thing. So, you know, we spent all these days and hours traveling and, I mean, obviously it was a blast, but, you know, that was like the kind of the reality that when it hit me, it was like, fuck, you could, you know, this is what it takes. Like, you know, I, I don't know, to find yeah. one person that might be interested sort of in what you're doing. Like, yeah, just, I mean, I just, I've just never had the drive to like really push, like getting out on the road and playing shows. I don't know. Like I said, I just I would used so to much f- rather be at home and like, yeah. and just like making stuff, you yeah. know? Well, that's, and that's a, why YouTube and, and online is the perfect solution because, yeah. My my other point with even playing a show is, you know, they like I think there's like a rubric. It's like, is it fun? Does it pay? Is it like a new place? You know, uh, you know, and you can and kind of between those things. Well, I mean, I could play around here, but I've played all the venues. You know, I mean, it would be a lot of fun, but it's not like a new thing. But right. I mean, those are the kind of the three metrics I feel like to to consider. And um, my point is like, you could spend four hours. Me and Jay could spend four hours one night loading all our shit up, dragging it out to a local venue, playing a set, having people marginally interested. It's more for I feel like it's more for the yeah. performer. Like I feel like it's kind of a selfish thing in its in its in its own way, is like because you're saying well, like, Hey, look at me, look what I'm doing. Um, pay attention to me. And nobody owes you anything, right? But I guess my point is yeah. I'd rather spend four hours hanging out with Jay, making a video that will potentially be viewed by hundreds of people rather than, you know, wasting my time and energy and wasting his time and energy doing something we've done a million times and uh, <laughs> expecting a different result. I told that to one of the, the venue guys around here too. I was like, I was like, dude, I can't keep like doing, this was a few years ago. I was like, I just can't keep doing yeah. this because I've been doing the same thing my whole life and it hasn't really garnered me much. And like I said, the past couple of years of doing this is really what's, I was about to basically give up on, you know, trying to do stuff in any sort of capacity publicly, I guess. But yeah, I feel like it's something I always do because I enjoy it. But um, it's just very really funny, you know. Um, and I think I think people could you can build whatever you want online, and then I think it all goes backwards too. You build the following online, and then you can go maybe play some shows, you know. When there's people yeah. interested in what you want to do, I was looking at the Bandcamp actually through uh, Painted Blonde, you know, we have the um, premium thing. Or right. Yeah, because we're, we're a big, we're a big uh, rock and big roll operation. label. Yeah. It's a big <laughs> thing. So you get all the, you get all the analytics. All the data, the details. Yeah. yeah the data. So if anyone's out so, there in, I think, New Haven and Boston, those are the two biggest spots. Those are your big. So okay. if anyone out there in those Red areas. Pants is, uh, Red Pants is kind of big in uh, Portugal. I have a lot of at least like two or three pretty dedicated fans in Portugal. So that's where I'm going. Dude, that's exactly what I was telling Brian too, because uh, he was asking me about playing shows and I was like, dude, look at your analytics and figure out, you know, maybe it would make sense for you to fly to Portugal and play a couple shows, you know, if that's where the then people want, who yeah. want to see you are, do it up. And I'll go see Gil in France eventually too. Yeah. Hell yeah. 
Yeah. Check out uh, Loin, his new album, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Our, our tapes are somewhere probably over the Atlantic right now. Yeah, they're like mid-flight. Yeah. I can't wait <laughs> for that, man. I know. Me too. That was our recommendation um, last week, right? I think so. Either that or the episode before. Well, but we definitely recommended it. Do you have anything else to say about this, man? Because I feel like I, I monopolized the big part of that conversation about this. No, I mean, like, I think, like, we see pretty eye to eye on it. So it's not like I'm going to be like, oh. No, no, no I just like, we felt should like be I was playing shows. Talking and, my ass. But like, well, I, know, um, I know we're no, kind of on the same page fine. about it, you know? Yeah. Like, um, and yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm kind of like, uh, you know, like, oh, I wish I wasn't like a curmudgeon old man that likes to just hang out at home like i wish i would go out and like see other bands and because i feel like that's really inspiring too you know like playing that show and like seeing like like these like 20 something kids like literally playing to like nobody because we went first and like anybody that was there (laughs) like to see us like left you know and so they like they were playing to like two bands that were also playing with them basically but like you know they both put on great sets and it was really exciting and and um you know inspiring to see so i don't know part of me wishes like i would get out but same here just, man yeah. i just i just don't have the energy for it and like jay was saying at one of the shows we did he was like i feel like i'm throwing off like a or giving off like a dad vibe you know because we were like the two <laughs> older guys uh, oh, and it, it's kind of just like it gets to a point where I don't know, maybe it's all in your head, but I feel like you just age out of the scene a little bit. I'm going to age back into I it. I think so, man. I, I think that's kind of the maybe, thing. Like know. it could it could come <laughs> back around again, but I think for me it would be you know, playing like that's something else I've toyed with and if anyone's interested, at some point I want to play like a live set on the channel, you know, of acoustics tracks or um if we could do it at Jay's, but he doesn't really have service there, but that's kind of the reason I got this this interface that I'm using right now um, to integrate with my PC so that I can play, you know, a couple live, um, some live sets or something. I think that would be really fun. Yeah, I mean. I think that would almost be that, better, like, you know, like just schedule, say, hey, this Thursday I'm going to play a set. Here's, tell me what songs you want me to play and just play for a half hour or something or 15 minutes. I don't know. That's, I think that would be awesome. I think you should totally do yeah, it. Yeah, I just feel like that would be so much more fun, man. Like, to me, that's like what's exciting, you know. I think in the future, I, I really do think that. I, mean, I think you already see it today, but I think just online is kind of the new touring in my mind, at least. Like, especially yeah. for because you have all the equipment essentially, and once the internet speeds speed up and people get more into making video, I mean, video has been around, and I think it's only getting more popular so until yeah, virtual reality crazy. hits or something or i do i i really envision it as like people will just have home setups and they'll just go live to their audience you know <laughs> and then wasn't uh wasn't there like a portlandia skit where they were um putting on virtual reality and they were kind of jumping into like these like uh festival shows i don't know if you saw no. this, but where they were basically like watching a uh, live performance from their living room. Anyway, that sounds good. exactly like what I'm. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I really don't know, man. I, nobody can predict the future with this stuff, but to me, I think that's where I'm heading. If I'm going to continue doing music, that's really the only way I'll be able to do it in terms of time and and like resources. And unless at some point, 
I'm able to do a tour with people that actually want me to come play somewhere then, you know, but I think that's down the road a few years and in 2020. Yeah. 2020 and beyond. So I don't know. I'm not ruling it out, but I'm also just like fucking tired, man. (laughs) (laughs) It is nine o'clock there. So yeah. Yeah. Looking for a way to support analog thoughts? Check out Jason's cassette label Painted Blonde Tapes at paintedblonde.com and snag a copy of one of his releases. All right, man. You want to recommend a um, a chat book? Yeah, so... For me to read? Yeah, I was going to recommend. I have it pulled up here. So my buddy Dan, uh, he was on the podcast a while back, um, and we did we did a like an art book slash like nonfiction chat book. We did a couple projects together. I guess around like 2010, I want to say, but so Dan's, uh, he has a new book of poetry that came out and, uh, it's called after you say what's true. And I think he just recently re-edited them. It's, it's really good. Uh, I feel like Dan is just getting better. Like every time you put something out, it gets better and better. And, um, yeah, I guess you can find it at, uh, dantarnowski.com. It's, oh no, dtarnowski.com. I bet. So his last name is T A R. N O W S K I. I'll, I'll, there'll be a link in the show notes. Um, sweet, really cool. It's five bucks, and uh, it says a collection of eight poems with sincere meditations and stories laced with powerful images of emotional expression, breaking free, and change. So it's a very cathartic nice. chat book. What about you, man? What do you got this week? This week, I have a YouTube video. Fitting. Uh, That's super very fitting, bro. Yeah. Well, it's like, uh, so it was like this interview. I think it was done by uh, like Fender Guitar, uh, but it was with Thurston Moore, formerly of Sonic Youth, uh, presently of the Thurston Moore Group, I think is what The Thurston Moore Group? It sounds like Uh, a a construction company. I really, yeah, I wish he had a better better name for himself. But anyway, um, it was just like this almost hour-long sort of interview. A lot of it was kind of retreading like the beginnings of Sonic Youth, which wasn't like... For a Sonic Youth nerd as, like myself, I'm like, yeah, I've kind of heard that. But but at the same time, it's like always kind of like you're going to history class with him because he's just like so knowledgeable about like, you know, like late 70s, like New York punk and stuff. But anyway, like the like the best part was like he'd actually pull out his guitar and sort of demonstrate um, ridiculous uh, sort of ways that he makes noise on his guitar, like by like jamming a a pin into the strings and like just all these sorts of different methods for making noise. And, um, I found it like super, yeah, super inspiring and enough to go down and start making a lot of noise in the basement. And <laughs> That's awesome. I ended up, yeah, like totally using, um, uh, these tracks, like for like one of the vlogs, I think we probably talked about it recently, like where it was just like this soundscape thing for like five minutes and then, Pieced over. Oh video. yeah, that's like that's, that's um, my, been my favorite yeah. vlog so far, actually. Yeah, it's, it's high up on the list. Yeah, that's cool. That's, <laughs> it sounds like Thurston. Uh, they really pioneered a lot of those techniques too. At least they were like the first band I saw, like or videos of that did stuff like that. Yeah, the absolutely. Drumstick move. Yeah, yeah. And just like, <laughs> like a drill into the guitar. Anyway, but yeah, I found it good. So I recommend, um, you know, maybe uh, checking it out. Cool. And then jamming a pen into your guitar next week. Yeah, I'm going to go do that after this podcast. (laughs) 
Sounds great. If you like analog thoughts in a digital world, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. It's wonderful to hear what you're thinking and also a great way for new listeners to find us. You can also send us feedback about analog thoughts at 424recording at gmail.com. Connect with us on Instagram at 424recording and at Painted Blonde Tapes. Please join us next week. I'm Mike from 424recording. Thank you for listening and make sure you do something you want to do today, all right?